You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL for fan-sided and Pro Football Weekly, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers, and you can find all of the podcast content at LockedOnPackers.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. You can comment on all the posts on Facebook. You can comment on the podcast on Facebook. And I would appreciate if you would do all of those things. It has been great to see over the last two weeks the Facebook group community grow. That is just, I mean, it really is great to see because this is, as I've said many times, a community. And I would like to continue for it to be a place for discussion and a place for engagement for fans. That's awesome. All right, today I don't I don't want to waste time before we get into the Greg Jennings interview because one of the reasons why we're having this Jennings interview now is because the first time I talked to him back in the fall, we talked for a long time. And I feel lucky that that was something that we got to do. It was a terrific conversation. We talked for nearly an hour, really. And uh, we talked about all kinds of things, and the more exciting football-related interview is the one that I already posted, the one that I posted back in the fall. This one is a little less football-centric, and I did that for a reason. I wanted to have the football-centric podcast during the football time, and now here we are in the offseason talking about all sorts of different things and trying to fill time. And Greg Jennings and I talked about healthy eating and we talked about his golf game and we did talk about some Packers football. And and in fact, there is a really great anecdote in here about the, the Arizona Cardinals playoff game in 2009 and his feelings about that and whether or not Greg Jennings misses the game and misses being on the Packers and misses playing in the NFL There is a really good conversation here. It starts a little slow in part because this was an early morning, midweek conversation and and Greg Jennings, he has obligations as a father. He has responsibilities. He has kids. He has a family. And so he, he has responsibilities. And on a given day, he has a lot of stuff to do. And so when I when I call him and we talk in the morning, He's got stuff to do. He's waking up. He's he's trying to get acclimated to what's going on, and so it takes a little while for him to 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 pep up to, to him for him to get his energy up, and that's okay. It takes all of us a little bit. The interview is going to be the show, and it starts a little slow, and that's okay. I just want you to be aware of what's going on because it 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 is a very good interview. There's a lot of good insight. It just it takes a little while to get rolling downhill, so stay with it. It's going to be a good time. I absolutely promise you about that. I've never steered you wrong in the past. At least I don't think I have. 
Before we get to Greg Jennings, I want to remind you about our Pro Football Focus Edge subscription giveaway. Put your name and your Twitter handle in a review of this podcast on iTunes, and you'll be entered to win a Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. Not on Facebook. Please do review the podcast on Facebook, but that will not enter you into this contest. Put that review on iTunes and copy and paste it onto Facebook. That'd be great. And you'll be entered to win a Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. That's a $39.99 value. It gets you access to player grades, fantasy football information, tools, charts, and all sorts of information that the pros use. All 32 NFL teams have relationships with Pro Football Focus. So get the data the pros use by entering our contest to win. Put your name and your Twitter handle in a review of the podcast on iTunes. All right, let's not dilly-dally. Let's get to Greg Jennings, former Green Bay Packers wide receiver, former Vikings receiver, former Miami Dolphins receiver, and now a Fox Sports 1 commentator. Here is that conversation, the other half of our conversation with Greg Jennings. It's 9 o'clock. Are you the kind of person that has now done, you know, 14 different things by now, or are you, like, just hitting snooze and trying to get some coffee and trying to get your life together? Oh, no, yeah. The kids have been up and breakfast and dropped off at school came home woke woke the missus up and i told her i was supposed to be blowing leaves but i wanted to wait until after this phone call (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad i can help so are you are you the kind of uh former athlete who's still like very meticulous about what goes in the body your workout stuff like that um I would I honestly would say no, but most will say yes <laughs> because I, I mean it's just it's kind of a way of life for me. Yeah. Um, I've never really been a terrible terrible eater even before sports. Um, like I've never been a dessert guy. I've always had a discipline of I wouldn't even call it a discipline. You know, I was telling that to somebody the other day. They were like, man, you're so disciplined. I'm like, well, I, I guess it would be disciplined if it was a challenge for me. And then not being a dessert guy and not being um, just a bad eater, it's not really a disciplined thing for me. It's kind of always been who I am. So um, I think the hardest thing for me to do is be disciplined with my bread, my carb intake when it comes to bread. Um and so, to answer your question, yes, I am that guy. I can't just allow my, I can't allow myself. I can't allow myself to go. I, I train. Um, I still train. I, although I ha- actually haven't trained in like the last month because of traveling. But um, so I started doing this push-up challenge with myself um, since I hadn't been able to go to the gym. And I'm gonna tell you what. It legitimately works. Like, that is the only thing that I do until I get this pull-up rack installed in my basement. It's push-ups. Wow. And it 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 is, I mean, I've always, you know, as a kid, you kind of do push-ups and you're in college. When you mm-hmm. don't, you kind of do push-ups or whatever. But, man, like, literally, at the minimum amount of push-ups I'll do a day is I have to hit 100. I have to hit that 100 mark. And you would think, man, that's like nothing. But like when your day gets going and you're not, you don't just drop down and hit a few. It's like I'll, I've had times where before I'm getting in the shower, because after the shower, they're done. I have done none. 
and my goal when I do that is to do them all within a 10-minute span. And you talk about just being burnt yeah. <laughs> and and fighting it. Oh, my gosh. But it is it has been it's been actually the, one of the best things that in eliminating dairy, um, dairy as a whole, that for me has been the game changer. Dairy, huh? Wow. I don't that's uh, yeah. I'm from Wisconsin, so I don't know if I can do that. But I know. Trust me. Trust <laughs> me. Trust me. It was not easy. It was not it was not easy. But I think my my tummy and <laughs> just my overall internal system was like thank you yeah thank you i'm sure i've i have i have cut it down just because like there's certain things as i've gotten older where it's like okay i just can't like i can't have custard anymore i can't do like a whole bowl of ice cream it's like okay give me give me a scoop i can do like three bites yeah nope i can't even do that i mean when when i say it will destroy my stomach i can't do it like i can't like even like I, I love sour cream, love sour cream. You know, I'm a burrito guy, mm-hmm. but more not not just a any kind of burrito. It has to be like a well put together burrito, right. not just trash. But <laughs> um, but I I mean, who does a, who eats a burrito or tacos without sour cream? Like who does that? <laughs> how did you How did you get into golf, man? So I've always dabbled in golf. I want to say one of my buddies back in college got me interested in golf and I would swing the golf clubs. I never really was a golfer. I would go occasionally recreationally just to go out there and hack away and tear up some turf and some grass. But um, man, just over the course of my career, I've had a golf outing and um there was times where I was able to play in it, and there was like a distant where I just was, you know, shaking hands and walking around and seeing how everybody else was doing, and I couldn't play. And like, man, I really want to play, but I wasn't a great golfer, or I wasn't—I shouldn't even say great—I wasn't a good golfer. But I could, I could hit the ball. You know, I could hit the ball. I could hack away. I was like probably a twenty-five. Um, and like like legitimate twenty five whatever handicap, if that's even a thing. I didn't even I didn't even have a true handicap at the time, but it wasn't until after I actually retired, like going into retirement, I started really golfing more um, as recreational. And then my kids started taking lessons, and I'm like I watched their instructors, and I'm like man, this guy is really good. And I was thinking, he he took my son, who couldn't hold a golf club, and my daughter um, to the point where within a matter of like a month, they were striking the ball like consistently great, not good, like great. And just the way he would deal with them and his patience and his time of just, you know, breaking down different things to them. And now they're starting young, so it was easier. And they didn't have any bad habits. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to jump in with this guy. And I started taking lessons, and that was it. I I was locked. I was like, you know what? This is going to be my thing. 
I'm gonna I'm go I'm gonna golf. And so we happen to we live right on a golf course. Members right oh, actually two golf courses, a public and then a country club and we're members over next door. And what club? We join uh interlocking country club. Oh yeah, that's a beautiful track. Beautiful. I love it. I'm like, I always used to wonder why do people join a country club and just play that club. You know, I can see why. I, <laughs> when you when you when you, yeah. you join the right club, you can play it over and, and it never it never is the same. But um, so yeah, man, we joined and I remember the first year I played about twelve rounds. That was before I retired. Um, if that might have been like eight and then the year after I retired I had jumped in with this guy and man they went from 12 rounds to like 20 rounds because I caught it in I caught it at the tail end of the season and then this year has just been full-blown just when anytime I have a moment I'm gone I'm, I'm like I'm just full I mean, my clubs go with me pretty much everywhere. I, I keep a set of clubs out in LA when I'm out there, and it's just I, I try to play everywhere. They, they are. They've done studies on on why people play golf, even if they're not very good at it, and they've determined that the um, the way your brain reacts to playing is similar to the way your brain reacts to cocaine. So it is it really? is an addictive game. Yeah, because you you remember the great shots and forget the bad ones, but but the um in between the good ones, you're sort of like it's almost literally like your brain is jonesing to hit a good shot and when you hit it, it makes you feel so yeah. good that you're like you only have to hit three good shots the entire round yep. to make you want to come back and play again. So true. So true. My wife even started playing and she she went out actually for me. She she set up a, a tea time um, with her, she, my daughter, and I for Father's Day. And from that moment, that one nine holes, she was like, she was hooked. I mean, she she was like, uh, can I get my own clubs? I need to. And, and she started taking lessons, and she wanted to go. Like, if I went and she couldn't go, she would get upset. And I'm like, what? Wait a minute. That that like I enjoy that. I, I'm loving the fact that you want to play, but you can't restrict my playing because you have to go to work. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I, I could see I could see how one would say that. So I went from like a 25 handicap to now I'm a 13, which is a little disappointing because at the end of last season I was a 12, and then I, I've kind of hit this plateau to where I've regressed a bit um you have to play I, that's I, the thing you just have to keep playing I, my wife was yeah. a d1 golfer she's been playing since she was little she's still she'll like she she hadn't played in two months and went out at stream song in florida and shot 68 i'm just like really this is what we're gonna do because i'm not i'm not that yeah. good i'm like a i'm like a 15 18 somewhere in there depending on how often i'm playing so but okay i'm a legit 13 so I'm on my honest score. Like I, I yeah, I'm I believe that. Yeah. Once you're once you get to a certain level, you don't have to lie anymore about it. Like yeah. when you're an 18, you say you're a 15. When you're a 20, you say you're an 18. When you're a 25, you say you're a 20. But yeah, you don't you don't yeah. have to. So, I just, I'm, I'm, but go ahead. 
Well, I, I just – we, we should probably talk about football at some point. Um, I could talk about golf and, and healthy eating all day probably. Uh, <laughs> I could too. So um, this is, it's been a couple years now since you've been out of the game. And you're mm-hmm. still near it because you get to do a lot of an- analysis of it. But when I mean, you hear former athletes talk about it all the time and what they miss, and it's usually being around the guys, the the Sunday feeling. Is there is there something that like you really still miss about about the game? Um, you know, I would honestly have to say no. I, I don't. It would strangely enough, like. Um, there's things that I enjoyed about it, and, and but to say that I there's something that I miss, I really I don't miss I really don't miss any of it, <laughs> if that is even a, a thing. Uh, and I found that out when I was down at the Super Bowl and I was working the Super Bowl and I'm on the field before the game and I never once it didn't dawn on me until after I never once put myself back out there. Like said, man, I remember when, or I would be doing this right now when I was watching. I never once did that, and I'm like, man, I really don't miss playing. And it kind of hit me like, wow, I I don't miss this. Um, but I will say this: the the feeling of of being in the game and playing the game and having success like at something that you can recall doing at such a young age and you're there like for me the being able to reflect now because when you're in it you don't really reflect you don't really look back over the span of the process that allowed you to get to this point or to the current point that you place that you are and so for me, I think that's the one thing that I enjoy most now is being able to see a photo or an, a video or whatever or highlight and then reverse it all the way back to when I first started. Like I hated football. I was scared to play because I was claustrophobic and like I, I thought that I would get trapped at the bottom of the pile so I would never play. I mean, like to think of a kid going, having that mentality about a thing, a sport, and excelling in it at the highest level against the best competitors on that level, that's what's kind of like, it blows me away sometimes. Like, like, man, or watching my kid look at highlights on YouTube and recently, probably about about a month ago, I walked in the kitchen and my wife and the kids were watching like a highlight reel of mine. And I walked in there and just there, like my oldest and my oldest remembers everything. And it's like, but the other three, they kind of vaguely remember certain certain little highlight moments. And my son, he's just like, I mean, he's looking at me, looking at looking at the the computer, looking at me, and it's like he can't believe what he's seeing. Because now he'll sit down, he'll watch a game, and he'll like, come on, no, like like he's all in, and he's five, 
and he's been to games, but it's like he never really could comprehend and it hadn't in. clicked. Yeah, it hadn't clicked for him, and so now being able to look, he watched those and they watched some of those things and and say, "Wow, Daddy, like, <laughs> like, man, you were really good." Like it's <laughs> it's that that for me is is where I get the most joy, but missing the game, man, I, I honestly, I can't, like, I don't miss, I don't, I can't say I missed the training because it was, it was, it was brutal. Like, I mean, I enjoy training now because I train for me. Like I train to stay healthy and fit. And when I don't train, my body aches. <laughs> but then it was like, you you just you couldn't enjoy it honestly you you just and i shouldn't say you couldn't enjoy it but you couldn't really yeah no you couldn't really enjoy it for what it was because it was it was work but it was you trying to just be the best that you possibly could be and you were pushing yourself over the limit like beyond limits to where your body typically wouldn't want to go um, to get the most out of yourself. And although you ended up with a great result, you still were, you, you never could become satisfied with it. You know what I mean? Like it, it was like chasing something that you can never catch. Um, even if you had success, you wanted more. I mean, it was, and rightfully so, that's what true competitors do. That's why you see the Tom Brady type guys, or I should say just the Tom Brady <laughs> who, who refused to like let it go and give it up because he feels like he can mentally psych his, himself out to where he can reset every single season. And that is so hard to do, to be able to reset and start from scratch. It's almost like he looks at himself as I'm a seven-round draft pick or six-round draft pick. I, I got to make the team. I got to prove myself. Yeah. I got to show that I'm still, you know what I mean? And to be able to do that year in and year, year after year, that is impressive. And you really can't, you really don't enjoy that until you're away from it. There was a really interesting, when J.J. Redick um, started his podcast, I don't know if you've listened to that at all, but he talked about losing to the Rockets in the, um, I don't know if remember, it was the semifinals. And he he was like, when they lost, he said, I can't believe we have to go do this all over again. Because they felt like that mm -hmm. year they had the team. And I'd never thought about it that way. Like when you lose, you put so much, there's so much effort, so much training. You go through the wars of the regular season to the playoffs that you think you can win. You go, man, I have to, I get to take a vacation, but then in a month I have to go back. I have to be back in the in yeah. the gym. I have to be back on the field. We have, we have meetings, we've got film and I have to go do this all over again. And it seems like that's more than anything is what, is what burns guys out. Yes, it does. I remember in 2009 um, when I, I felt like that year we were starting to really click. It was Aaron's, I want to say, his, his second year starting. Yep. Um, we were starting to click. We got we got to Arizona in the playoffs, and it was that shootout. 
Great game. And we end up losing. We we clearly should have won that game. Like, should have won the game. I mean, in overtime, we take a shot. I'm running down the middle of the field wide open, and I guarantee you if Aaron could throw that ball a hundred times with his eyes closed, he would hit me probably 95 times, like with his eyes closed. And he just, I would, I don't know if I was so open, he just kind of line drop, drived it and didn't put enough air in and I just couldn't get to it. And, and then a couple plays later, he gets the sack fumble, we turn for a touchdown and we lose. But I remember us literally, like JJ alluded to, we're on the flight, we're on the plane, and it's that core group of guys. And, and in the NBA, it's it's your it's like three, four guys. And in in NFL, it's typically a little bit larger group, depending on the team. But I remember Charles Woodson, Donald Dreidel, Aaron, myself, um, James Jones, uh, Nick Barnett. Nick Collins, we were all, and I want to say Ryan Grant, we were all kind of huddled up like by uh, by the exit row. And I remember Charles saying, man, what just, literally, and I quote, what just happened? Like, man, we had, and I never, Woodson never really, like he never stood up on the plane. He never. He always went to the back and sat down and just, just went home. Like that was. He talked a little bit, but he never got up and kind of spilled his feelings about the game right then and there. Like he, specifically with offensive guys, but it was like we knew we had just squandered such an opportunity, and he was like. I remember, like, yesterday, he's like, man, I ain't got too many more of those seasons in me like that. We got to – come on, man. I, I just remember him, like, being so, yeah. like, wow. I mean, and we all were. And, like, I remember coming home and just thinking to myself, like, watching the Cardinals. That was the year they, that they ended up um, losing to the Saints down in New Orleans the next week, I mean, got blasted by the Saints. And I'm thinking, really? Like, <laughs> we, we could have, like, really? Really? I mean, and it, it was just one of those feelings where we just blew such an opportunity and we got to do it again. Like, but we got to start all the way. And, like, to know, like, you can't just start at the season. You got to – you gotta go through can you gotta go through the whole process all over again and it's like oh my gosh like thinking about that it's like I'm so glad I'm done but <laughs> but to but but then to win it um to win it man it's it's an amazing that that takes the cake Greg I you have been so generous I I, I very much appreciate you taking the time absolutely I appreciate it I want to thank Greg again for joining the podcast. Um, I thought that was a, a really great conversation. I understand that maybe maybe healthy eating is not your bag. That's fine. But I, I thought the, the 
The anecdote about the Cardinals game was terrific, I thought. The anecdote about going to the Super Bowl and feeling like he wasn't measuring himself against those players. That is a fascinating insight from a former NFL player. And it's not the kind of thing you normally hear. So I appreciate his candor. I appreciate his involvement in the show and his willingness to be a part of it. So thank you, Greg. I understand there are plenty of Packer fans out there that don't feel the same. They don't feel the the reciprocity of love with Greg Jennings as a former Packer, someone who went to, to Minnesota and, and didn't always have great things to say about the Packers. But he was honest, and I appreciate that honesty. And I think from athletes, that is the number one thing that, that we should hope all of them have is honesty. So I'd like to thank Greg for being honest. I felt like he was being honest with me, and I, I really do appreciate that. All right, so we have... More content to come this week. We have a Friday show. We're going to talk about the Aaron Rodgers NFL Network Top 100 rating and the Travis Sham mockery that led to Rodgers being ranked where he was. Absolutely ridiculous. A lot of players on the Packers agree. So we're going to talk about that on Friday and a lot more. We are moving closer to training camp. And as we do... That means content at acmepackingcompany.com, fansided.com, profootballweekly.com. All sorts of content there for you to stay up to date on the latest. My Twitter handle, at Peter underscore Bukowski. You have the podcast Twitter handle, at LockedOnPackers. All of that is there for you, so you will stay Locked On Packers.